All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Fantasy Timeline. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL, and I am with two of the best in the business, Drew at DR underscore PRA, and my man Bill at Supa Dupa Flex. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Good. Happy to be here. Two weeks in a row. What's going on? I know, man. We uh, we came out of our hibernation and we uh, we're ready to go. So let's do this thing, man. Let, let's start with the news, and there was some news this week. So obviously, we we talked about this a little bit last week uh, when we left the show. Trey Lance was the third string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. and. What was it the day after, two days after he turns into the third string quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Uh, so, if you have not been aware, if you've been, you know, maybe out of the country or something going on, Trey Lance was traded by the San Francisco 49ers to the Dallas Cowboys for a fourth round pick. So, I'm going to let uh, you guys start off with uh, any thoughts, any feelings um, about the trade, and I'll, I'll wrap it up since this is uh, directly affecting my real life uh, football team. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot. Um, I, definitely a little bit of a surprise for me, I guess, as far as that landing spot um, doesn't change a whole lot from our, from my opinion, from last week as far as what the value is and. You know what I'd be looking to, to do with him. I think it's still a wait and see, and I'll hold if I have him. And uh, I know in the league that we're all in, the Superflex Army too, I've had a, a couple of uh, short conversations with some people about you know kind of where his value is. And you know, Josh, I know you and I had a very very short exchange about that. And uh, you know, Bill, I think you sent me something that included him uh, in uh, we've been, which is another topic we can get to later with Sam Howell. But uh, but yeah. Not a whole lot changed for me as far as value and what I'm doing with him based on where he landed. Exactly. Bill, what do you think, man? Yeah, I'm not too fired up about it because there's a pretty major roadblock in front of him. And, like, I'm not – I mean, unless Dallas is planning on, um, you know, parting ways with Dak, I'm not really sure. Or they just want to use Trey Lance as, like, a gadget kind of guy. Um you know, I don't know if he's going to necessarily have too much value. So I'm probably uh, steering clear at this point, unless it's just, uh, you know, I have, I'd rather bank like an asset and like a potential, uh, you know, quarterback or something like that. But like, yeah, I, I just don't see a route to where he becomes more than like a second round pick, you know? So it's just one of those things where it's like, well, anything anybody's going to want for him at this point is just, um, you know, it's almost like I don't see the upside. So just kind of holding off. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, all three of us are in super flex army too. And Drew said, Hey, um, you want, uh, you want Trey Lance? And I was like, I mean, maybe if he's a throw-in on another deal, sure, why not? Who cares, you know? Uh, and Drew 
responded by saying, you know, you're going to change your mind when you see him in that fresh Dallas Cowboys jersey. And uh, I responded to him by saying, well, that jersey is going to be fresh all year because he's never getting on the field. So, um, you know, this is this is obviously from the Cowboys perspective, a move for the future. Maybe he takes the backup spot next year. Um, you know, they'll let Cooper Rush go. Uh, Trail have a, an entire year to kind of absorb the playbook, you know, maybe run some gadget plays during the season. But, you know, unless the injury bug really hits the Cowboys, I, I don't see a path for him to be the full-time starting quarterback for the team. Um, I know a lot of the national guys are, you know, trying to kick off the uh, the preseason rust by saying that, you know, he could take Dak's job, which is, you know, I mean, silliness. Um, let's face it, the only way he's taking that job is if, you know, both Dak and Cooper Rush get hurt. Um, and maybe in – I think 2025 is the first year that the DAC contract isn't loaded with insane dead cap money. <laughs> so even if, even if Dallas just hated Dak Prescott and didn't want him around anymore, trading him or cutting him would cost them way more than just keeping him around. So, you know, this is a move for the future. See, I mean, he's only 23 years old, so in Dallas's eyes, it's like, all right, we can spend two or three years, you know, if we, you know, hit on like, you know, a Geno Smith-type revival where geniuses, if, you know, he's just not destined to do anything in the league, you know, whatever, we spent a fourth-round pick. Tons of fourth-round picks don't, uh, don't last more than two or three years uh, for the team that drafted them, so... Um, I think we both covered kind of like the fantasy aspect of it. None of us are running out to buy him, you know, if he's a throw in on a deal. Awesome. Um, I'll, I'll ask this question. Gun to your head. What would you pay for Trey Lance? I, I struggle to answer that question just because it's like the roster spot's more important than like the deal I get on him. Mm -hmm. um, like, I mean, probably a third. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not paying a second, um, probably right. even a 14 teamer. Um, you know, it's just, that's sadly, like I would rather be, you know, just rolling guys on waivers and hoping I can get somebody that can help my team throughout the season. Um, then having that roster, um, space kind of, you know, just stuck because you can't, he's been in the league too long that he's not going to be a taxi and right in most leagues. And, and so it's just one of those things that, the, I mean, I, I'd need a, a deal, versus his upside and then nobody's going to want to sell him for a third. I mean, I was just looking at the, uh, um, DLF trade finder, um, just to kind of see like what's been happening for him. And, um, like there was a Trey Lance for a third. Um, there was Trey Lance for Justin Ross in a third. Um, 
and Trey Lance for Curtis Samuel in a second. Um, those are the three that kind of happens in the last week. Um, so, you know, I think that second was like the second Curtis Samuel was people got excited because he was on another team. Yeah. Know? And then at, that was the first trade. And then the next two were the the third and the Justin Ross in a third. I don't even yeah. know if I do Justin Ross in a third, to be honest. Uh, I'd rather, I think I'm pretty much a third and, um, Right. And that's it. Like, yeah, I'm not throwing anything else in. I don't think. Yeah. I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking when I asked the question. Um, I mean, I mean, my answer was almost, all right, just pull the trigger. Who cares? Like, I mean, what, how, I mean, if this was, we don't talk about, any other third string quarterback like this until the two guys ahead of him get injured. And then he's like, all right, well, let's pick him up off the waiver wire. Maybe you can get a third form. And I, I think it's kind of the same logic. It's just a, a, a fancier name. You know, it's not Trevor Simeon or PJ Walker or somebody like that, that we, you know, in week eight, will go, well, let's pick him up off the waiver wire and try to get a third. I mean, it's the beginning of the season, but it's still a, a third string quarterback. And I think that's, you know, the going rate. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a lot of times we anchor on to like the value of the past for mm-hmm. somebody and you can always get a little more than what you got to be um, receptive to moving somebody. This isn't directed at you, Drew. This is just in general, like, um, you know, sometimes we anchor onto the value from the past and it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to hold on to them. And then you just slowly see it just like, you know, rolling downhill. And before you know it, you're like, okay, well, I'm not, now I'm cutting him instead of taking that third pick, you know, or the third round pick. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it just all depends on what you think the upside is for the player, if there's truly a chance. And, and sometimes, like, I'm totally fine being stubborn and holding as long as I have to and then cutting him as opposed to trading him for a third just because you do lose out on that potential upside if it does hit. And it's like, okay, what am I really getting out of a third? I'll hold, and if I cut him at the end of uh, 2023 season, big deal. Like, at least I held on and just in case. And, um, you know, I just – you know, it's like putting the, putting the horse down, you know, at the end of the season. And, uh, do you know what I mean? It's just like one of those things. Yeah. It's just like, wait, all right. I, uh, we're just, we're done. And, um, what's the third getting me? It's just a risk reward thing, right? Like really yeah. that's at that point. And, um, but sometimes it's, it's important to kind of like either if you you got to think about like what the true upside is for a player. Is he ever getting to two firsts again? You know, unlikely, you know, is he, um, is he ever getting to a first again? You know, and that, that's, it's highly unlikely. So, um, you know, right when he got traded, that guy getting the second and Curtis Samuel was like actually a really good trade, you know, because it's like, okay, there's something, there's a tailwind right now. I have to take advantage of it, you know? And and if that's what I can get, that's what I'll take. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's just a tough situation because it's, it's just like San Francisco, right? They they paid so much for him. 
but they still cut their losses. And that makes you go, why am I holding on stronger than they did? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah. It's tough because he, he's still so unknown, right? I was just thinking, like, the best case scenario, even if we had a good track record for him is, you know, go back to, like, Michael Vick coming out of jail, right? Like, he could come back and flash for part of a season, maybe regain some value then. But he hasn't even got <laughs> a fraction of what, of what like, I said the name. of what. Yeah, <laughs> why would you do that? Um so yeah, I it's uh, it's interesting because I, I think I'm kind of in that boat in this team at least because uh, which we can get into it a little bit later. I, I I'm kind of in a weird no man's land with this team right now, trying to figure out what I want to do with it. Uh, I've been rebuilding for the last couple of years, and um, you know, seeing if I can put some deals together that'll push me into some sort of contention this year. So if I end up doing that, then you know, I've got to figure out what to do with them. Um, but the other side is if I, if I just kind of sit back and hang back, he's not scoring points, not hurting my draft pick. And, you know, maybe I can't afford to, to let him sit for the end of the season and see if he's got any more upside by the uh, week 16, 17 timeline. But, um, but yeah, it'll be fun to watch uh, what pe- different people do and see what kind of uh, deals continue to get done and where he gets thrown in. For sure. For sure. So let, let's move on to, uh, another piece of big news, Jonathan Taylor doesn't get traded, then immediately gets put on the pup. Uh, according to rumors and who know, you know, uh, Miami GM Chris Greer said, you know, we asked, you know, they said we would need a lot, give up a lot. We didn't want to do that. Then there was a, a report that came out that apparently Indy was asking for Jalen Waddle and a mid-round pick. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know which side is true. The GM is saying we didn't really talk that much about it. You know, reports are saying, you know, they said they wanted Waddle, and maybe that's why Miami didn't talk too much about it because um that's kind of a ridiculous thing. That, then another report came out that apparently Green Bay was in the mix to try to get um, Jonathan Taylor. Um, would have been interesting to see what pieces would have gone back because, I mean, you have A.J. Dillon, you have Aaron Jones, so one of them would have to go back, and if they didn't want to pay Jonathan Taylor what he wanted, I don't know why they would want to take Aaron Jones' contract, but a lot of weirdness. At the end of the day, he stays in Indy, but it won't be playing until week five. So here you go. If you built a hero RB team, because that, you know, that's been popular the last few years, hero RB. And um, if for some reason you don't know what hero RB is, that means you take one stud running back and then just try to fill in with, you know, your your bits and bobs at running back. You know, maybe you pick up uh, Jeff Wilson. You know, you're picking up, uh, you know, maybe some, you know, Tank Bigsby who's been getting some buzz. You know, guys like that who are just kind of like filling guys and you just kind of rotate that RB2 as necessary. Um are you 
kind of freaking out right now and trying to get a guy or are you kind of like trusting the process that you know you've thrown some Antonio Gibsons in there guys like that that could get you some points could be startable but aren't obviously going to give you the massive upside that JT gives you it's funny you ask because uh, Bill is watching me do this in process right now in his hot sauce listener league. <laughs> uh, I actually took Jonathan Taylor with my second round pick nice. uh, before the news came out. And uh, I, I don't have Antonio Gibson, but I did pick up Brian Robinson and Damian okay. Harris just to have. Fortunately, it's only you only have to start one running back, so I, don't, I didn't have to scramble for depth there. Nice. Um, but I did have a couple of offers, which uh, I talked to you guys about a couple of days ago, where I was looking at possibly getting like a Kenneth Walker and a pick that would have gotten me another, uh, you know, RB2 kind of guy, uh, like a Miles Sanders or something like that. And um, ultimately didn't pull the trigger on that deal in hindsight now, kind of wishing that I did. Um, but yeah, at this point, it's just building out the rest of the roster and seeing um, kind of where it goes from here. But um hoping that some of the other guys that I picked up later will offset and then just I'll have to be that much more keen on the waivers uh, as things happen early in the season. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I think it really just depends on where your team's at. I think in like a, uh, um, you know, like in a redraft or something, I mean, you're just screwed, right? Like there's just nothing really you can do, but in like dynasty, like, a, that's why I don't build that way. Like, I'm always wanting to go with, like, the um, – I am I just – that's the last position I'm going to build, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was looking, like, doing some of those uh, dynastydaddy.com or whatever where you can kind of yeah. look yep. at your team and stuff like that. And, like, you'll see my position. I'm, like, okay, second in quarterback, uh, second in wide receiver, fourth in tight end, and then 11th in running back. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, yep. that's just how I build my team. And um, so then I'm only going to add those players. I'm not going to have much of my um, equity in running back just because of these situations. And it, it, whether it's, you know, this weird situation or it's like, you know, guys getting hurt or just, you know, it's just so much more risk at that position. But we all build differently. But that's why I build that way is just because, there's just my risk tolerance at running back is low. And, um, but, um, yeah, it's tough. I I think I just try to, I'm holding on to him because you're, you're going to get too little for him at the moment. Everybody will get excited when he's on the new team or things get resolved. And and you said he won't be playing until week five, but we don't even necessarily know that's going to be the case. right? Right. This could be one of those things where, you have a stubborn uh, owner and a stubborn player and nobody wants to give in. And, you know, at some point somebody's going to break, but then like, let's say it's uh, Jonathan Taylor, then he, does he all of a sudden have these, Oh, I pulled a muscle, you know, and now mm-hmm. he's like, just he's on the roster just so he can get his year of service. But, you know, and then next year are we going to have the same thing? So it's like, you know, they're going to franchise them just because they're going to be stubborn yep. again. Cause they're like, you know, Ursa is just going. Yep. And um, 
So, like, who knows where this is going to go? Could we have two years of very little um, Jonathan Taylor because of this, you know? And, and it's just one of those things where, like, is it worth it? And, right. um, I mean, you have to hold them now unless we're kind of talking about the Trey Lance falling knife, you know? Like, do you want to... Do you want to just get what you can right now so you have assets that can help you this year and next year? It just kind of depends on how you see this playing out. Like, I can totally – like, Jonathan Taylor, I think it's going to be like Lamar Jackson last year, right? Like, Lamar all of a sudden gets hurt towards the end of the season, and I'm not necessarily sure he was really hurt. You know what I mean? I think that was all part of the – part of the the ploy to negotiate, you know, for him. And – um you know, it hurt the team. And, and I, I saw a quote today where they were asking about like, how come they haven't paid Jonathan Taylor? And um, I forget the uh, GM Ballard. Is that it? GM. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, we won four games last year. Like that's the explanation as why he doesn't want to pay a running back. And so he's fully aware, you know, and I mean, these run, it's just tough for these running backs, but, and you see what's happening with the other guys, they're kind of giving in just to get a little extra money. Um, well, yeah. you're right. A situation because I think that both of their heels are dug in, you know. And, and we saw this pretty much from the beginning to now the end of the non-regular season, right? Austin Eckler was the first guy. I want more money. Los Angeles said, go find a trade. He came back. There was no trade to be found. Then we had uh, Saquon not signing the tender. We had Josh Jacobs. I'm not signing the franchise tag. Uh, Saquon got his money a lot earlier. Josh Jacobs just finally got his money. I think it was on Sunday he got his money or Saturday. Um, And now we're seeing it with Jonathan Taylor. Unfortunately, these running backs are in a position where, you know, the league has kind of decided like, hey, you know, you're worth, you know, if you're a first round pick, you're worth your, you know, five years and a franchise tag year. And if you were picked in any other round, you're worth your four years and a franchise tag year. And then that's it, you know. Now, obviously, some teams have kind of prepared for that instance better than others. I mean, because like, who's starting at running back for the Indianapolis Colts? <laughs> like, someone, someone can crack open our lads real quick if they want to, but it's not anyone that you're like, oh, okay, like this is a serviceable guy that, you know, yeah, he's not Jonathan Taylor, but he's fine. You know, I, I think Los Angeles is kind of in the same position, but they don't care. They're not like sitting worried, like, oh no, like we may have, you know, Matt Breida starting games. Like they're like, all right, whatever. Like we'll find a bunch of guys and just figure it out. Yeah. And how much does it like really change with the, you know, with uh, Richardson as the quarterback, you know, like, is does it almost decrease the value of um, who the running back is? Like, because with the uh, um, RPOs and stuff like that, things are going to open up anyway, right? Like, so right. it's just a matter of like, like 
do you maybe not need quite as dynamic of a running back? I don't know the answer to it, but like, yeah. I mean, maybe that's their thought. There's not going to be as many passes to the running backs traditionally with a running quarterback. And yep. um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we see it right now. It's become such a, it's a specialized game now. It's almost like pitchers and um, yep. in baseball, you know, you don't have the guys that are going to pitch nine inning complete games anymore. You have a, middle relievers, you have uh, the closers, you know, there's yeah. all these left-handed specialists, you know, just all of yep. these things that like, that's where running backs going. So the value for each individual piece is lower. And mm-hmm. because you can plug in somebody else to, to do 80% of what the other guy did traditionally. And, and also, you know, maybe a bell cow, you know, it's just the wear and tear on the body. You're just preserving your players by specializing. And, and so you're always going to have a fresher player out on the field and probably a healthier player because of that. So um, it's just the way that the game's going. And it's just, it's hard. It it just, it's like, it's almost like, you know, just changes in anything, right? Change in your lifestyle. There's all these you know, you run into those roadblocks and it's just kind of like this. And this is the growing pain of this, you know, situation at the moment. And it's just going to be accepted five years from now. Like we're not going to see, uh, you know, it's like B. John Robinson. Everybody's like valuing him so highly. It's, do we really know he's going to be a bell cow? Like, I don't necessarily know that Algier I'm sure is going to be running the ball. He's might be the Gus Edwards, right? Like, yeah. Um, so it's like, and what a bell cow is, is not what a bell cow was, right? right. Like, it- and, and uh, I'll, I'll end this by, by saying this. If we look at the teams that have made it to the Super Bowl the past couple of years, right? You have your Chiefs teams. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's Jared McKinnon. It's um, Isaiah Pacheco. You know, the Eagles last year, Miles Sanders, Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, um, the Rams from a couple years ago, Cam Akers. So I think Sony Michelle was on that team. You know, um, the Bengals, it was Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mix. And like, there was never, you know, like, uh, you know, the Cowboys with Zeke Elliott, where like one guy is getting 80, 85% of, you know, the touches and then you have a cleanup guy come in to, you know, just rest them here and there. Uh, We see a lot of the great teams, you know, with these running back by committees, we have, you know, guys that are just, you know, Hey, this is the third down guy. This is the, you know, the goal line guy. So, um, yeah, that'd be an interesting exercise to go back and see. What's the last Super Bowl winner that had a, a bell cow back? You know, you think the Patriots have won their fair share and Belichick's never had the guy, really. I mean, maybe one year with Steven Ridley, something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, are you going all the way back to the Steelers uh, when they beat the Cardinals? Jerome Bettis. Right. For the Steelers, yeah. I mean, That was against uh, Seattle and Detroit. Who had, uh, who had uh, Seattle had Sean Alexander at that time? Who was another bill? But like, we're, what are we talking? Fifteen years. That ago? was two thousand six. Yeah. So longer than that. <laughs> so 
you know, recent history shows us that, you know. I mean, it was Fournette. Was he it three years ago with Tampa? Yeah, but he, even then, wasn't Ronald Jones getting some burn? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. I mean, the, you you never said, like, oh, this is the for sure, like, this guy's never coming off the field type. It's been a long time since a Super Bowl winner. Has had, I should look. I should try to maybe do that. Field. I'm going to be looking while we're talking. I have. Um... And, and just look at, like, running backs that have had, like, more than, you know. Denver beat Carolina uh, 24-10 in Super Bowl 50. Uh, C.J. Anderson was their he, he might have actually been a guy that got a ton of – I thought he came on later in the season for yeah, them, I think though. you're right. There was an injury, right, or something. Oh, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. It was you're no right. Sean Moreno or something earlier in the year. One of those randos. All right. But, um, All right. So I'll I guess – We're talking about no Sean Moreno. We'll, we'll let him <laughs> work I can't, I, can't, uh, I can't go down so, no Sean Moreno territory. My question um, is: We're all we're all sitting in a commissioner seat, I think, or you were re- until recently, Josh. Yeah. You thinking about you know how the values of different positions have changed, right? We've a lot of us have adopted you know the super flex. We have a tight end premium now. We've got different things here. So, uh, is do you see a time in the near future, in the next three to five years, where as commissioners now we're going to have to restructure some of the scoring settings to make running back matter a little bit more to balance out some of the the roster construction in our leagues or you're just going to let it kind of ride and see where it goes for the next few years and uh, I think, go with the flow. I think if I was going to start a new league today and be the commissioner of it, I think I would take the trade addicts approach and, you know, start one running back and, you know, have a bunch of flexes and, hey, you want to fill those with running backs, knock your socks off. Um, if you don't, that's cool too, because yeah, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting to the point where it looks like we're going to be in like, kind of like tight end territory where there's like five guys that look really attractive. And then everyone else is just in a giant clump from like six to 36. Is that any different than wide receiver though? I mean, that's kind of the same thing, really. You have those elite players, and then you have just this bl- – I mean, the scoring is different, but, like, it's – do you know what I mean? But I think I think we have more receivers that we would be happy to have as our wide receiver one, let's say. Yeah, just because they score more. But, I mean, like, it's, it's still kind of the same situation. Like, I was almost thinking, like, to – start like you have to start more running backs to make it more <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah like, like i was almost again going the opposite of what you're suggesting like it probably makes sense to maybe do like a like a start one running back three wide receiver kind of thing mm-hmm. maybe and then have the rest flex um and if you want it to like kind of mirror where the nfl is like so i think you're right there uh but if you want to make the running back more valuable it's like you almost have to either i mean like how do you even do it do you do like you have a bonus like a in some of my leagues it's like 1.25 per 10 yards for rushing you know rushing Mm -hmm. yards like 
but that's going to only add value to some of them, but we have the PPR to value the other ones, you know? So it's like, like, do you add a bonus for rushing yards? Um, But things are so specialized. How many extra points are you really going to get out of that? You know, like, it's just one of those things. It's like, do you, I think if you want to mirror the league, that's almost, they got to do what you said. Um, But if you want to make those guys more valuable, so people want to or need them, then I think you need to add like start three running backs, um, you know, instead of one. Yeah. It's. Which would would be filthy. It's like a two tight end league, right? Right. Right. And I, I, I I don't play those. So I'm in um, one. I think, I think if someone came to me and said, Hey, do you want to play in a league where you have to start three running backs? I think I would say, I appreciate the offer, but I got to go now. I joined, I joined one this offseason. Um, you have to start three running backs. You have to start four wide receivers. Wait, did you did you join the one-hit wonder with Rocky, or is it a different one that you're No, in? this is um, – it was through Dynasty Theory. Um, okay. You're a degenerate. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of fun that way because then you're forced to, like, you know, have a so, little depth. Like, you can't, pu- you can't build, like, how I want to build. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's kind of throwing me out of my comfort zone. And so I like that. And um, like my running backs are like Mostert, um, uh, Cordero, Cordero Patterson, um, and Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Like I drafted right. one and then, but they're all old guys, you know, just hoping I can get some points from them this year. And then it's like Jerome Ford's my fourth running back or something. So. So did you have did you have a rookie draft or like did you choose rookie picks or was it just the rookies were in the draft? I think these this was after the rookies, so the rookies were already in it. Okay. Um, but like the way I build is like I'm just hammering wide receiver and yeah. because there's also like three flex, so like I I yeah the first six players outside of wide or quarterbacks that I drafted were wide receivers and um, so yeah, I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to hammer the two positions I feel are most important. And then I'm going to just hope I can, uh, squeak by on tight end and, uh, running back. So next year we're, we're going to have the first YouTube live heart attack. When Bill reads me like the first round of this draft, because you know, I hate when running backs every year get shoved into the first round because they're and these are in just normal run of the mill leagues. Obviously, you're in a league now that you have to start three. So I feel like that's going to shove those running backs more into the first round and, and just watch my head actually explode when you know. You know, RB7 is getting taken in the first round because, you know, well, I need a running back because, you know. Well, it's still super flex. So, like, that's. Uh, That'll help because there'll be, that you know, three, maybe four um, quarterbacks. And it's two uh, tight end premium. So, like, there's a lot of things going for all the positions that at least make them interesting. You know what I mean? Right. And so. Um, I think that's actually, that's what drew me to it is a kind of like, it's a pretty interesting balance. And, right. um, you know, it's, 
I still zero RB built it basically. But, <laughs> I mean, I have Derrick Henry, I guess, but but um, you have you have Mostert, who I think is going to get you some. You know, he'll have some games because let's face it, every running back in Miami is going to have some games this year. And then you know, Patterson. I don't know about Patterson, but hey, you know that that was the build, so that that's cool too. And, and talking about running backs that were were getting shoved into the first round. Bill, I, I wish we had sad, dramatic music. The Eagles cut running back Trey Sermon. Oh, man. <laughs> R. I'm R. devastated. R. Zero shares I have of him. R.I.P. Oh, Bill's, darn. Bill's favorite running back, Trey totally. Sermon. Uh, I did actually, like Trey Sermon. I was, he was a guy I was actually interested in in the draft, before, like pre-draft process, because right. I, was, like, I felt like um, people weren't going to, like, get excited about him and then boy was i wrong and like you know once san francisco drafted him it was like oh fuck you know and right and well then i i i think i might have gotten one share of him in all of my uh you know 20 leagues at that point and being in the the philadelphia re- region and actually I, I went to the eagles second preseason game i take my son to a preseason game every year um Trey Sermon actually had like a pretty good preseason. I mean, his problem is just the team he was on. I mean, they have Swift, they have Penny, they have Kenneth Gainwell, they have Boston Scott. It's just, I mean, maybe he'll go to Indy. Maybe he's on the practice squad. Oh, is he on the practice squad? No, I have no idea, but that's a chance of that, you know. I thought you. I thought you read that. Um, no, somewhere. that's why I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool that he's on the practice squad." But um, I think someone picks him up. I think he had a pretty decent um, preseason for the Eagles, and yeah, like you said, even if even if he just resigns with Philly to the practice squad or maybe another team, you know, I'm sure we're talking about this now. Next week, we'll come back and say that you know Dallas signed them because you know apparently if someone you know I talk shit on somebody they end up getting signed you know or traded to dallas so um but cool let let's uh let's get into some of the questions we got we got a good bit of uh question 40 minutes in <laughs> yeah listen we like to talk right we do um so this one is from uh jason quinn at jason quinn 1992 um what would be your draft strategy drafting from the fifth spot in a 10 team, two QB, half PPR league? Go early, go QB early, excuse me, uh, or go with the running back wide receiver. So, Drew and I were actually uh, pretty active throughout the day and got some clarifying questions to help out. This is a redraft league, so we're not, we're not putting our dynasty brains on here. Um, and he wanted us to know that even though there are no extra bonuses for running backs, it seems like running backs went early in this league last year. So giving us some context, which we love. And then finally, um, we got the starters at each, how many starters at each position? Uh, thanks for asking that question, Drew. I didn't think about that. So obviously he said it's a two QB league, uh, two running backs, two wide receivers, a wide receiver, running back, tight end, flex, um, defense kicker, and seven bench. But we're, you know, 
we're not gonna go that deep. Sorry, Jason, but we'll so we'll, it's uh two 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 one and a flex. Two 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 and then one flex. One that includes yeah, he end. didn't he didn't mention a starting tight end requirement. Okay, so but. there's seven starters essentially according right, to right with yeah. yeah, with the defense and the removing kicker. that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, seven. So at five. I don't know what running back early means. Like, is CMC going to go 101? I don't know. But if I'm at five, like, listen, it's a 2QB league. And I think sometimes people conflate 2QB and Superflex. You know, Superflex, you really want to try to start two quarterbacks every week. In 2QB, you have to start two quarterbacks every week. You know, at least if, you know, you take, you know, uh, Lamar and Dak as your top two quarterbacks in a super flex and Dak gets hurt, all right, maybe you could put a, you know, a wide receiver in that super flex. And it's not as good, but you can kind of survive. Bill, I know you've talked about this a bunch, how in, you know, certain leagues you've gone, you know, with just two quarterbacks, one gets hurt, but you're stocked up everywhere else, and you kind of make do with it. Um, so I'm take I'm just taking the best, you know, quarterback that's available. I mean, if we go through it, you know, the first four quarterbacks will probably be some combination of Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. Does that sound right to you guys? Or Lamar. Or Lamar. So yeah. I'm taking the guy left over. I'm taking, you know, if Lamar goes four, I'm taking Joe Burrow five, assuming that the first four picks are quarterbacks. And if Burrow goes four, I'm taking Lamar five. That that's my outlook on it because it's a 10 team league, sure, but you know, you could it could get back to you in the second round and it could be, you know looking at some quarterbacks that uh, you maybe are not too much of a fan of. So uh, what do you guys think? Where, where would you go with this fifth pick? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Best quarterback available. Let's just say whatever your RB1 is, if it is CMC and then Justin Jefferson maybe goes early. It said half PPR, so maybe you know wide receiver isn't quite as heavy in the front end. So, yeah, if you have a top four quarterback, and I'll take whichever one I think is going to run the most. Um, and, and we didn't clarify if it's four points for passing or six. Um, you know, that, that can make a little bit of a difference. But ultimately, I'll take the running quarterback, the best running quarterback available that's there at, at the mid-spot. And he'll be picking in the middle of every round. So he'll kind of watch the cycles and hopefully be in a good spot. Uh, if there is a small run, he could be on the front end of it or maybe even start a run or two, depending on the positions later on. So I'm definitely uh, pro quarterback at that spot. Yeah, I think th- I think that's right. Um, I'm just trying to think of like what half PPR P- uh, half PPR actually lowers the value of running back and wide receiver. So, like that makes your quarterbacks even more important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making sure I'm getting three quarterbacks. Um, you know for sure, um, and. Like, I, I don't think second round I'm going quarterback unless there's just, like, 
I don't think I'm going to at all. Like, I think I'm yeah. just going to wait till the third to think about taking that my second quarterback because I still want one of those elite guys, especially if quarterbacks are getting pushed up the board. Like, I'm a, it's a redraft. You don't have to, like, get the young, you know, quarterback. Uh, you can take the older guys and be content. Like, I'm totally fine having Geno Smith as my QB2 um, and then insert, you know, tw- 20s ranked QB as my third QB. And, you know, it's set up to where everybody should get a backup in this because it's a 10-teamer, so that's good. Even grabbing two guys towards yeah. the back, I'm totally happy with. I mean, I know you only you have a limited bench, but you're only starting. Like you're not gonna have a backup for your kicker defense. Right. Um, so you still have seven backups or five backups for running back and wide receiver essentially. Um, so um, and you it sounds like you're going to be able to roll through those positions anyway from waivers. So um, yeah, I'm totally focusing on QB and, you know, because you are in the middle um, it's easier to react um, when you see things starting to happen, but I still want to get an elite position player. Um, and so I'm totally fine at pick. What is that? 16 um, grabbing like a wide receiver or one of those top end running backs because God, you might end up with an elite wide receiver at 16. If you're saying that running backs are starting yeah. to get taken earlier, yeah. um, you know, it's going to be maybe quarterbacks and running backs. And there's a lot of like running backs I'm okay with. And, you know, cause it feels like running backs in most leagues are getting pushed down. And so there's a lot of guys that are in that, uh, with the dead zone or what do they call it? The, Oh, the wasteland. I forget. Isn't that what it's called? The running back wasteland? I think it's dead zone. Dead zone. Three Um, to seven. Yeah, in that range. Like this year, it's different because they're all getting pushed down because wide receivers are usually going up. But in this, in this scoring, I see, I could see where wide receivers kind of get pushed back down to where they were going like last year and the year before. So um, yeah, definitely focused on quarterback than running back. But if, if wide receivers are getting pushed down, I'm grabbing an elite wide receiver before I decide to just reach on a running back, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you, you brought up that point because that was the, the next point I was going to make is I, I'm in no rush to go quarterback, quarterback to start this draft. It's a 10-teamer. So, you know, if this was, you know, 14 teams, yeah, we're, we're having a completely different conversation. But 10 teams, um, I think you're going to have your, your shot in the third, maybe even the fourth, depending on if, you know, a few teams go quarterback, quarterback, and, and you have, you know, some value at wide receiver sitting there if running backs go heavy again. Um and, you know, you could be in a situation where round two, you're looking at like a Josh Jacobs because, you know, maybe this is a redraft league where people aren't really super active. They're maybe, you know, printing out their sheet right before the draft. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not saying this is a type of league, but it could be, or you could have some owners like that, that let a guy like that, you know, 
baseball or you know you know something along those lines where they didn't realize oh wow he actually signed on sunday cool like he's actually okay to take they may be still sitting there because i remember playing redraft and you know you you know literally your you know your friend who runs the league you know invited his brother who you know shows up doesn't know what any of the league settings are has his espn top 150 or top you know 250 whatever it is and they're just going off of that so um but there you go uh jason hope that helps um you know it's fun to uh switch it to the uh to the redraft mindset sometimes and uh and see what uh see what we got so the next one here is from our friend Jesse Schott, um, he asked, do you have a strategy for how you rebuild a team? And I got to admit, I love the explosion gift that um, our friend, uh, our boss, the guy who signs the checks here, Dynasty Outhouse left of just a massive car explosion. Um, he blows that thing up. But I, I want you guys to start. I think you have more experience than me in rebuilding uh, teams. Um, so, what do you what do you guys do? You got to. Did he just say we suck at fantasy football, Bill? What? Did he just say we suck more than him because we have? You must. I think that's what I rebuild take experience. <laughs> I, I yeah. Listen, I I've I've seen you both rebuild teams very well. So I figure you you can talk about it more than I can. Yeah, it's, I it's been uh, – I don't know that I have any that I feel really great uh, about the outcome yet because I'm still kind of uh, embracing this as a, a possibility. Um, yeah, I think somebody that we, we talk to a lot that does really well, we've seen um, Justin at Run DFF. He's done this with a couple of teams in different leagues that we're in that – are all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, he's got some really good core pieces now and he I could see him competing soon, right? Um, so I, I, I want to be like Justin in a lot of ways there where I think he's taken some good steps in between to you know, move pieces at the right value at the right time. You know, Some of that let go, what you were alluding to earlier, Bill, like sometimes just cut your losses, take what you can get, and then work with what you've got afterwards. Um, so I think, you know, if I'm reflecting on some of my teams that I'm, I'm in the process of rebuilding, I've probably held on to some guys a little bit longer than I should have, assuming that I could get more value. Like one of those guys in Superflex Army 2 right now is Kyler Murray that's still on my team that I probably should have taken some value for a season, season and a half ago instead. And now I'm just hoping he comes back this year and does decently enough to get, uh, you know, maybe 80% of what I thought I should have gotten a year ago. Um, so that, that's really, you know, if I'm going to move forward with this, I, I want to move a little quicker on getting some of those guys off my roster and really turning through, uh, either some of the young guys or some of the, the picks that I can get. So I, it really depends. Like when I look at my league, right? Like it depends on what the top teams look like. If the top teams are just monsters, that's different than if there's like four teams that are all kind of equal level. And like, I feel like I can get there without a mass overhaul. Um, so it, it's really taking a look at my league. Like I was in trade X three and, or am. And um, when I joined that, there's just like two teams that were just monsters, like 
one team was he's never won it like i don't know how it's happened but like he had all he probably had too many players to be honest because he had just like yeah. probably 25 percent of the top um 50 players were on his roster you know and um it was so in that league i'm like i'm just blowing this whole team up like because I'm never going to be able to compete with him. So I need to set, I'm going to take my time, never trade with him, you know, never make, give him any young assets mm-hmm. and try to wait out his, that team just getting old. And, right. and so I've been slowly churning to the point where now I have like, um, you know, like four or five of the top eight wide receivers are on my roster, you know, and I've not, I've not been, and I have Allen and Herbert and Richardson and Goff, you know, and it's just like, so, and I just traded for Kelsey this summer. So like my team is now at the point where it's ready to contend and my running backs are still where my running backs are. Like my, I think my best running backs are Aaron Jones, who I traded for at the end of last season, just to help me in the playoffs and, um, and Connor who I got this off season for nothing. So nice. like, and then I have some other guys, but like it's so I'm I'm where I, I but this I joined the league like four or five years ago. So it's like I've been slowly churning this one. But then there's other ones where it's like, yeah, my team's kind of iffy. Like I might be the sixth best team, but there's nobody that's really that interesting. So I'm not gonna really blow my team up. Like maybe I'm gonna trade an older guy for a younger guy and you know, that's not quite as good and maybe a pick. So I can start building depth and things like that, or I can use that to trade for some the pick for some a running back I could use later in the season and things like that. Like I don't necessarily know like blowing it up is always the right answer. Um, sometimes a rebuild is a reload, and maybe you go okay one off season or one season I can be bad, and and this is going to help me. So if if that's the case, where I think it's just going to take one season be being awful. I'm going to just get rid of all of one position. So like when I, every, every week, I don't have any points in that position. So I'm going to lose most of those games, but I still have quality at the other positions. Yeah. And so like, that's kind of like the way to kind of cheat a rebuild. Like you just go, okay, like I'm just not going to have any running backs on my team. Like I'll have two running backs that are four stringers and everybody else is awesome. So now everybody's two positions ahead of me whenever they play me, but my team's still good. Yeah. And take advantage of taxi rules. If your taxi is, you know, if you're allowed to put, if there's no rule about like, well, you got to have your best players on your active roster, which in my opinion, that's the correct way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, keep all your best rookies on your taxi, yeah. you know, like that's part of the game for rebuilders. And so I think that it just kind of depends, but like, those are kind of my, the two routes I go. Like if I'm in some of those ones, like the trade X three, it's just like, you gotta be patient. And anytime any player pops, that's not an elite player, trade them and just keep churning those assets. Keep the, when somebody puts an elite asset up for trade, trade for them. Like as if they're younger and just give up what you have to give up. Even if you're paying overpaying for those, if you have to try to catch up to a monster team, you just got to keep slowly adding those monster elite players onto your roster. And, yeah. and, and that's pretty much my two theories, I guess, just depending on the situation. 
Yeah, I love that. I'm, you know, if I know it's like a full, like rebuild, kind of in your first situation, Bill, where you're, you know, maybe a bottom three team and they're two or three just monsters. I mean, I look at the team, if you're old or if you play running back, yeah, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying my damnedest to trade you. Like, you know, even if it's a guy, you know, you kind of mentioned um, James Conner, you picked up in the league. All right. You know, maybe the best I can get for James Conner is a late second. So I may take that or I may try to add him as a piece to another deal to maybe, you know, quote unquote, increase his value. But that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to, you know, give me all the young wide receivers. Um, I, I usually in teams like that have a ton of tight ends because I'm just grabbing guys and hoping one of them pops. Um, and then I, I'm also big on grabbing a bunch of quarterbacks and Drew knows this, um, including backups, because if I have, you know, Tyler Bajan, you know, the now backup quarterback to Justin Fields in, in Chicago, you know, if Justin Fields goes down for any reason, obviously none of us want to see that happen, but if it happens, okay, somebody is probably probably in a bad quarterback spot right now because they got some injuries too or they have a bye week. All right, Tyler, Tyler Bagent for you know a third. And what you know, I spent maybe six fab bucks on him, if you know, if that, and I, you know, to turn that into a third round pick, which you could do other things with later on. Um, so so that's kind of my strategy. Get all the olds out, get all the running backs out, and then you know obviously a bunch of young wide receivers and then i just kind of try to you know trash collect tight ends and backup quarterbacks and hope that something pops or someone has to play for a reason and you can get some kind of value that exceeds what you paid for so that's that's kind of my uh my brief synopsis on it but we got a question in chat let's bring this up from Super C and B challengers. Yo, just finished my 10-team PPR draft. What do you all think? And are there any moves I should make? Jalen Hurts, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, David Njoku, and DK Metcalf. First thing, if you're still in here, Super C and B, um, redraft or dynasty, and then kind of give us um, how many players you start at each position. But We'll kind of go off of what we have right now. And I'm guessing a redraft. That's what I'm thinking too, but I, I always like to check. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I mean, can't, Solid. can't go too wrong with that. Um, Brees Hall and Miles Sanders. Now, Brees Hall coming off the injury. Have you seen if he's slated to start week one? I will be honest, I have not kept up on Brees Hall. So. I, I just know that they're going to, they plan on using Delvin a lot more um, early on. So like I would totally be maybe looking to add a couple of like veteran running backs that, you know, could pop early um, mm-hmm. versus late. So um, that'd be my, that's when I read that, that's the only thing that kind of 
I mean, I, I look, great team. I like it. Yeah. It was kind of the last of like a, the bottom of a tier of all the tight ends that I really want. Um, so like, I think that you built the team nicely. Um, I just, you know, I think I need, I think you need somebody to fill that RB spot for Brees early on. So Jamal Williams, you know, uh, P Ryan, somebody yeah. of that ilk, I think is ideal. Um, yeah. or Delvin, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know yeah. if I want Delvin just because you have Brees and you don't, don't want the overlap, but, but somebody like that, I guess. So, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, I get the David and Joku because this seems like a strategy I use in redraft. I'm either the first guy to take a tight end or I'm the last guy to take a tight end. So that's what this kind of seems like to me. Um, he wasn't the first, so he said, I'm going to be the last. And listen, I know we said this last year, but, you know, Deshaun only played. Oh, nice. He's got P. Ryan. Oh, and, Mon- and Monty. So, yeah, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly the type of players. So, yeah. Oh, look, yeah. Tank Bigsby. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's, yeah, you got a lot of good kind of yeah. Brees Hall substitutes until he gets back to being Brees Hall. Um, but if, if Deshaun Watson is what he was, I mean, and Joku's going to have some games. Like, it's just, it's going to happen. So, um, I, I don't think that's a bad one as kind of the, the last person to um, to uh, take a take a tight end. Oh, we got one in here. Itty bitty South City six fifty. Uh, we got four. Okay, so I'm guessing this is a fourteen team. Half PPR. I don't know what the four means. If y'all can figure that out, let me know. Um, at quarterback, he's got uh, Gino, wide receiver. He's got Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith. At running back, he's got Najee Harris and Cam Akers. Um, he's got a tight end. He's got Jake Ferguson. Uh, Flex, he's got DJ Moore. And on the bench, he's got Dotson. Elijah Moore, Hunter Renfro, Brees Hall, I'm assuming Deion Hall. Okay. Was thinking of trading for a tight end. Any thoughts or ideas? Well, the thought is, yes, trade for a tight end, because as much as I can uh, say that I love um, Jake Ferguson, um, but that's that's not going to do it. And Bill trying to peek out over the uh, the bottom third there, as we call it in the business. Um so you got some, I think you got some interesting guys on your bench. Um, Dotson, who I think is getting some buzz right now. Yeah. Uh, Elijah Moore, who I know is getting some buzz right now. Um, so what, yeah, what, do, you, a, what do you guys think? curious what, uh, What's on the waivers right now as well? I feel like there's got to be maybe like a a rookie or another. Um, gosh, why can't I even think? Who, who's the, who's the starting tight end in New Orleans right now? Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson. Yeah, I mean Johnson. You know, simple. You know, simple trade like that shouldn't cost you too much because again, if you're kind of taking that same approach of just a starter, if there's no premium. I'm not actually going to even trade for a tight end. I don't think like. 
yeah, I mean, I would look and see what's on waivers, but like at least wait a couple weeks, see what happens. Ferguson might be, uh, you know, doing what uh, Dalton Schultz did last year. Who knows? Um, so, yeah. like, give it a shot. Wait, Dulcich might be, you know, we're we're worried about Dulcich because that's what we do, and you get you hear all these things. But who's to say that's the case? And Dulcich might just blow up like everybody thought he was going to earlier in the offseason. So um, I almost wait until I see what I have because um, you have two unknowns right now. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if that's going to – like you adding Juwan Johnson, which I like him, but like I don't know if he's going to be the difference between you winning or losing the first few mm-hmm. weeks. So um, yeah, I think I think I wait and see first and react a little bit. After a couple of weeks, like I feel like I have a better idea of like what the team is. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't get too aggressive trying to fill your roster before you know what your team is. Yeah. And, you know, look at, I would say, wait a couple of weeks, like Bill says, but look at some offenses that should be high scoring that have some you know, when you say the names, they sound not, you know, like Gerald Everett in for the Chargers. You say that name, you go, meh. But they got Kellen Moore over there. It's, you know, it's supposed to turn into this high-flying offense. That might be a guy that after a couple weeks, you go, "Mm, he's had a couple of decent games. He's, you know, he's tight end, you know, 11 right now. Let me see if I can still capitalize on the fact that, you know, He's meh, you know. We talked about it before, David and Joku. You know, what if the first couple of weeks Deshaun Watson is kind of back in form and it's like, oh yeah, he's tight end twelve, tight end thirteen. Like, I mean, I, I don't think Jake Ferguson, you know, is is anything. So it's kind of like, but keep keep your eyes open for the first couple of weeks and, and take a look at those, or maybe even if both of those guys that I mentioned, they're not doing that good. Maybe that's when you really kind of lowball and kind of, you know, bet on the, the come up. So um, those are some ideas, but I, I kind of, I kind of like what, uh, what Bill said, you know, give it a couple of weeks, see where your team kind of lays out in, in the grand scheme of things, you know, cause if you're, if you're two and oh, and you're the second or third highest scoring team in this league, you know, you might be able to pick on somebody that's 0-2 and, and go, hey, guy, your season's over, especially in redraft. That's like a, a super easy thing. Like, guy, your season's over. Like, you're 0-2, even though we've all had, you know, redraft comeback stories where, you know, we started 0-4, 0-5, and, and still came back to make the playoffs. But, you know, some, you know, it's a competitive league, so probably not in this case. But, you know. Just keep your eyes open after week two or three, see who's uh, over and see if they got any uh, tight ends worth uh, worth doing. So um, I had some I had some trades I wanted to go over with you fine fellas, but we're we're already at a an hour and seven. So that might be for that might be the uh, the after hours chat for uh, for us and. uh you know that'll be that'll be the the Patreon exclusive um, 
Oh, wow. We got another one under the buzzer. We got to do it, guys. I'm sorry. It got in here. I got to put it in. M-G-J-M-H-K. That, that's a lot. Um, first pick. All right. In a half-point PPR, three wide receiver, one flex, 12-team league. CMC. Jam- wow. I almost said Jamar Jefferson. I don't know why. Justin wow. Jefferson. Wow. Or Jamar Chase. Was it Jamar Jefferson a running back for the Lions? He is. That's why I um, am embarrassed (laughs) that that was what came to mind. But, um, all right, he's looking at those top three uh, for his first pick. Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, or Jamar Chase. So, Drew? Justin Jefferson. All right. Bill? Uh. Pick them wide receiver, but I think CMC is the the league winner. So like, uh, I'm gonna roll the dice there and uh, go CMC. I would go CMC as well. Uh, two against one. Sorry, Drew, you lose. Drew's probably uh, right though, to be honest, because the upside is just monster. I mean, it's just the safest pick, and um, you know, wide receiver that just destroys everybody. Um, you know it. Justin Jefferson is the right answer, but CMC is the saucy pick. He's the fun Listen. one. Yeah, start three wide receiver makes it a little easy, easier for me to say yep. Justin. I missed I miss that, so that's actually the correct answer. I did not miss that. I'm still going with Christian McCaffrey. Okay, but, you're uh, saucy. Yeah. You, you know that one. Um, but uh, My dog's just staring at you with that answer. I know. He's like, you picked Christian McCaffrey? What is wrong with you? I get it, dog, but I got to just say my truth. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't think you go wrong either way. I mean, I don't think you pick a guy and then are just upset that you picked one of the three. So um, I actually got outvoted after Bill changed his mind. Thanks a lot, Bill. Um, blew that way. Yeah, yeah. Swiped me. Um but yeah, um, great question under the gun. So I think with that, we uh, will say goodbye and good night. Guys, appreciate you guys coming on again two weeks in a row. We're breaking records out here. Um, but it's always fun. You know, like we always say, we just want this to be a conversation, just us talking like we would talk if we were all sitting at a bar with the beer in our hand just talking about fantasy so i appreciate appreciate you guys um remember uh follow these two fine gentlemen um at dr underscore pra and at super duplex on the x now i can't call it twitter anymore it's the x you know you know because everyone has good experiences with an x right yeah we all yeah a great idea. But anyway, that'll be another story for another day. So on that note, we are out of here. Late.